Here we go, here we go. Welcome to Police Pod Talk. Whoop, whoop, it's the police. Don't look in your rearview mirror. This podcast covers the latest police news, along with hitting the hot topics you've been talking about all week. I'm your host, Cleveland. Thank you for joining us. Hey, folks, welcome back again to Police Pod Talk. I am honored and pleased to have with me today someone who's been on the show a couple of times before. It just happens to be my daughter, Ashley. She has her two cents she wants to put in. You can say, hey, Ashley. Hello. (laughs) She has her two cents she wants to put in after seeing the movie American Skin. She's decided to take the challenge, which I appreciate that. And she was also the one that... uh, had me look at the movie she said hey dad you got to take a look at this movie didn't tell me too much about it but uh, it took me by surprise so Ashley thank you for being here with us today and I think most people probably already know you that uh, you have a criminal justice background uh, you're working with uh, young people and you've you've actually you know well your dad me being a police officer so you probably got a little bit more that you might want to say or seen in the movie that some people haven't is that about right or am I just making that up that's about right okay um all right actually I'm gonna let you go ahead and talk um, you saw the movie, and uh, I mentioned this to someone the other day about being like Cisco and Ebert, but no one had a clue what I was talking about because everybody I've been talking to is too young. We're just going to kind of rate the movie, talk about the movie, and give your opinion on it. So I'm going to give you just a little starting spot. Talk to our listeners out there, and then you tell how you felt and what you saw at the very beginning when the traffic stop happened. Well, I'm going to back you up for a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. I've tried to recommend this movie to everyone I talk to. And I think the thing that stops people from watching it is it costs (laughs) $6.99. So in the day and age where everything is streaming and free, no one wants to pay that extra money to see it. Um, I would recommend buy it. $6.99 to rent it, and I think it was about $10 to buy it. It's definitely worth it. Um, And that's where I wanted to start. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, oh yeah, I didn't pay for the movie, did I? Somehow. No, I (laughs) I gave you my login. (laughs) Okay, we'll we'll edit that part out. uh, Okay, go ahead. Starting at the traffic Mm -hmm. stop, what did you see and, and what were your feelings while that was all going on? Yeah, so, of course, right, because of right now, um, and everything going on in our country, when I saw the traffic stop, I'm like, oh, here it goes. Here it goes again. Someone's going to die at the hand of police. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole time I'm sitting there, like, just just do what the police say. <laughs> just follow the instructions, and you'll get out of there. Um, when I first watched it, so I watched it two times through because, it, to me, it was that good, and I got different things both times. Mm-hmm. The first time I watched it, I was upset that the how the police officers dealt with the traffic stop, um, how they immediately asked the driver, "Do you have any warrants? Are you on probation?" They just—I mean, I've been pulled over a few times. <laughs> That's never been asked, but to me or from an officer, they immediately just say. 
hey, do you know why I pulled you over? Mm-hmm. Which was, I mean, I didn't know why they pulled this car over in the movie. They didn't even say you were speeding. They didn't say you ran through a stop sign. They just pulled him over and asked for information. So I understand um, from the driver's perspective, he just wanted to get out of there. Mm -hmm. So he's going to get his license and registration. Um, I never give a cop my insurance. So that was weird that the officer asked if he was an insured driver and then told him that the insurance was expired. So there were just some things that, from my experience, when I've been pulled over, it was different. Of course, I don't remember what state they were in, but it's Mm -hmm. completely different everywhere you're at. Right. So it was just, um, I was holding my breath, even though I knew what the movie was going to be about. I was holding my breath the whole time, like, when is it going to (laughs) happen? So you could could sense something bad was going to happen. Oh, yeah. And But but, but why did you think something bad was going to happen if the driver was doing everything that the officer said to do? Well, the other officer on the other side of the car, he walked up to the car like he was scared. He walked up, looked worried, and I don't know, it almost looked like a one of those movies with the bad cops and they're about to just steal from them or something. Right. Um, so I was worried about what was going to happen when they pulled the driver out of the car and immediately when the son got his phone out, I, I just knew it was going to go bad. Um, as much as the father was telling his son to put the phone away, put the phone away, and he kept recording. Mm-hmm. I mean, even then I was like, oh, the dad's going to do something and he's going to get shot. Right. So it just escalated and the tension. And I don't know. I've never been involved in a traffic stop that got that heated. But I don't know what the emotions are. I felt the emotions from the father yelling Mm -hmm. at his son, but I did not feel with the officers because I have no idea what that would feel like. But in my mind, he was yelling at his own son. He wasn't yelling at the officers. Mm -hmm. He was telling his son the same things the officers were, which was put the phone away, put the phone away. Right. So for me, I wouldn't see why an officer would all of a sudden be scared in that moment because it was a phone everyone's just telling him to put it away mm-hmm. it wasn't a weapon if he had a knife and everyone was yelling put the knife away <laughs> then yeah maybe the officer would be a little bit scared right right so for someone watching this someone saying well the officers didn't do anything wrong um, if the kid would have put the phone away everything would have been fine but i've got to take one step back did you think it was okay for the officers to take the gentleman out of the car no Okay, if someone's saying, well, he had every right to take him out of the car, what would you say to that? What was the reason? I mean, I don't know much. I don't know policing, but I know there needs to be some sort of probable cause. What was the reason he felt he needed to search the man? I mean, he asked him if he had insurance. It's not all of a sudden going to be in his pocket when he gets out of the car. (laughs) And he's putting him up against the car like he's going to give him a pat down. They said there were no weapons in the car. I just don't understand why he had to get out of the car. And really, I mean, you can refuse. I believe you can refuse and say, no, I will not get out of the car. Do you have a search warrant or something? Like, I don't understand the searching of the person. Okay. Now I'm going to move forward again to the the phone. When he was yelling at the kid to put the phone down and the dad was yelling at the kid to put the phone down, 
What do you think should have happened? I mean, the officer's already hyped. You can tell he's upset and he's he's scared. What do you think should have happened? Well, in the moment, and I admit watching it, I'm like, why didn't he just put the phone away? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't the kid listen to his dad? His dad is obviously, his dad was almost in tears yelling at him to put the phone away mm-hmm. because the dad knows what could happen. Mm-hmm. As a kid, I feel like you feel like, well, it's not going to happen to me, and I know my rights, or mm-hmm. I learned a little bit in school, so I know what I can and cannot do. And so I was thinking, why didn't he just listen to his dad? Mm-hmm. Watching it again, I'm thinking, well, why didn't the cops just just let him record you? I mean, you're recording. I guess they didn't have a dash cam. Oh, yeah, they did because they showed the video. Right. But um, you're recording. Let the kid record. If you're not doing anything wrong, what's the big deal with the kid recording you? I mean... I feel like that would have just de-escalated everything if he just let the kid record the traffic stop. Right. So now I'm going to take you all the way to the end. When the officer explained why he did what he did and why they made the traffic stop, saying that they were profiling, and then it got into why he actually did what he did. Talk to me about the profiling part. Did that bother you, that officers actually profile people? (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to say, yes, it did bother me because I think the word profiling immediately goes to picking out black males <laughs> to arrest them and to pull them over. Mm-hmm. But thinking about it from an officer's point of view, they're trained to pick out things that are suspicious, things that look different thinking about if somebody wants to go into the FBI, I'm pretty sure there's FBI profilers to figure out what kind of people are psychopaths. You know, you have to put pieces together in that line of work to find something out of the ordinary or out of the norm. Mm -hmm. And like he said, how are we going to find the people who are criminals in your neighborhood if we're not looking for things that stand out? Right. And yeah, they had to know that neighborhood. They patrol that neighborhood all the time. They know who goes in and out. They see the type of cars that drive through there. His car was suspicious, profiled it. Okay, this doesn't go here. What doesn't belong? This doesn't belong. Right. And if it was an all-white neighborhood, well, this color of skin does not belong in this neighborhood. And we need to see what they're up to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, fine see what they're up to you did he said he was picking up his son everything checks out you let him go Hmm. so profiling to you the name itself is kind of a it's a negative name to it right a title to it. i mean i think it's become negative because you you create a profile of someone based on past experiences or past interactions with other people everyone does it who you've encountered in your life and how you f- how they made you feel or what experiences you had with them later you meet someone who d- has all the same characteristics you profile them into that category mm-hmm. so i think it's making categories of people yeah okay. it is it does sound negative though but it, it's something that is needed in law enforcement i i mean i guess you got to go all the way back to why are the police there i mean the whole phrase is to serve and protect 
And then if you change it to, well, actually, we're here to arrest and take people off the street. I don't arrest and beat down. Then, yeah, it's needed. But serve and protect, you're there to just, you're not there to prevent. You're there to protect. I don't know, when someone calls you, like, that would be different. If they were in that neighborhood and someone said, hey, someone just um, broke into our house and they couldn't find them and then they see that car, okay, let's pull them over because they're just there was a burglary mm-hmm. and we need to find some suspects. But nothing bad was going on in that neighborhood, well, that we know of, where there were requests for more officers to be in the neighborhood to patrol. Okay. Okay, so now I don't want you to get too far out of it because that's going to take you away from what we do know about the movie. Mm-hmm. Now, back to you said they're not there to prevent. Do you believe that a policeman's mere presence prevents crime? Yes. Okay, so they are there to prevent crime just with by their being presence. There, with their presence, yeah, right. But okay. not arresting people on assumptions that they're going to commit a crime. Okay, so technically they didn't arrest them. They detained them long enough for them to make the traffic stop. That, yes, well, okay. they went further than a traffic stop. Right, okay, <laughs> all right, but they did stop the car, detained them so they could figure out what, why they were in the neighborhood and what they were doing, like you said. No. Okay, go ahead. They did the traffic stop. They found out why they're in the neighborhood, and then they continued to ask questions and prod and tell them to get out of the car. I think they did the traffic stop, found out why they were there, saw he had a license, saw there, was told there are no weapons in the car, and then from there, please, oh, can you get out of the car for me? No. You don't need to. You did everything you needed to do. And then for the officer at the end of the movie to say they look in people's cars and see crowbars and mm-hmm. ropes and they know they're up to no good. Mm-hmm. Did you see those things in their car? Is that why you asked him to get out? No. You didn't even look in the car. Right. That was, right. That was going to lead me to the end because when okay. the officer finally said why they did what they did, mm-hmm. did you agree with him? Did you understand the fact that, hey, we do this to keep the neighborhood safe. Right. I understood that. We do that. these things. And I didn't, under, I didn't understand why it took them so long to just admit that. I don't understand what the cover-up of you were speeding, you were speeding, you were speeding. That's why we pulled you over. And that's where then it becomes, okay, you must be doing something wrong. If part of your job is to profile someone, just admit it and say, yeah, we pulled you over because you weren't – you." don't fit in this neighborhood Mm -hmm. your car didn't fit nothing about you i don't know you i don't see you right um just say that don't even go through court and say he was going 45 in this slow neighborhood and then oh well well, what did you clock him no you didn't even have a radar gun out so don't make up an excuse because now it looks like you are doing something wrong. If profiling is part of the job, just say that's how we pulled you over because you didn't fit in this neighborhood. Okay, so there's nothing wrong with that part of it. If I mean, they, if, if they, that's okay, something that what, police do. Yeah, okay. And they admit that that's what they do? You have mm-hmm. no problem with that? No. Okay. So if you got pulled over, leaving my house, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden a, a county officer says, hey, I've never seen you around here before. I'm just wanting to double check what's going on. Yeah. You wouldn't have a problem with that. No, I mean, I'd probably be mad, but... <laughs> okay, but well, what would you be mad about I'd if he, mad, was, he was being honest? Because I'd be like, oh, you better pull over everybody that comes <laughs> Okay, so now wait no. a minute. You said one thing, and now you're turning around. <laughs> because, okay. 
Okay. It's fine. It's fine. I would just, yeah, I would feel a little bit upset. But hey, just be honest with the community. Police, be honest. If you're saying this neighborhood has asked for more police to patrol, put it on the news. Say we're having police patrol in this area because there's been an uptick in um, whatever right. thefts and all this stuff. All right. And then when I get pulled over, I'm like, well, there's been a lot of theft around here. I know I'm not stealing, but Mm -hmm. let me explain it to the officer. Right. Okay. And then you believe that at a certain point that an officer should be able to tell if that is a bad person or a good person. And they can go ahead and cut them loose. Yeah. Okay. And if they make the wrong decision and let someone loose, I mean... That just means I was a good criminal. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he was a good liar. Or you didn't learn how to really ask the questions you needed to ask as an officer. Okay. Now, again, back toward the end of the movie. Do you believe the officer who finally admitted what was going on, finally got it off his chest, do you believe he understood a little bit more about what the dad was going through? When he got it off his chest, or at, at what point? I at feel like he did. He, when they basically had to force him to say, hey, here's what the truth is. And then he understood what the dad was going through. Do you at, think? In that moment when he finally said, "This is I did what I did because I was profiling, and he didn't mean to shoot him. And, he was, and he, when he finally said, I was scared, mm-hmm. I don't know if he, even at that mo- moment, felt what the dad felt. But he was able to admit how he felt in the moment and to see that he was wrong. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know, they don't go through the whole trial process with it, but he had the support of the police behind him to say what he did was right. Mm. He had the support when he was acquitted to say that he was right. So in that moment when he said the only reason he pulled his gun and the only reason he fired the shots was because he was scared, mm-hmm. I think it finally hit him. I took an innocent life. Okay. So <laughs> the thing is, there's a whole lot of emotions throughout this movie. There's a whole lot of opinions throughout this movie. As the movie was going on in the court scene uh, inside the, the uh, police station, did you connect with anyone? Or was your opinion like anyone in that crowd, anyone on the, the jury, anyone of the police officers? Where did you feel you fit? Um, definitely felt like I fit with the jury. Um, well, uh, there's more than one person on the jury now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, all of them, to me, had great points. I think each person... So when the officers would try and rebuttal what happened, the jury would say everything I was thinking. So I'm trying to think of a specific Mm. quote of what was said. But um, the officer was saying if he would have just complied, he wouldn't have been shot. And then through the scenes, the jury says, so if you wouldn't have profiled a black man, he wouldn't have been shot. And I mean, I think this movie, the part of the thing about it is it shows both sides so well mm-hmm. that there's no disagreeing on either side. And I think that's where it puts you in the situation of what do we do now? What do we do? We know how the cops are feeling. We know how the citizens are feeling. Um, 
the victims of police brutality. We know both sides and both sides are hurting. Right. What do we do? Right. And it goes back to police training. And I've talked to you about this before and just training of civilians. I think there's no trust there. And I grew up being told how to act when I get pulled over, but that was based on having a respect for a police officer. I was never told because you are brown, because you are what you look like, Mm -hmm. you need to act this certain way. No, I was told because a police officer is set, is an authority figure, you show respect, you put your hands on the steering wheel because Mm -hmm. they are in a dangerous job. So I think, yes, that's true. But at the same time, now we're at a point where so are the drivers are in a dangerous situation getting pulled over by cops. So now we have two sides that are scared of each other and neither right. one want to set back and give that power to the other. And I think that was lost. That respect has been lost because of there's been so many incidents where police use their power or use the excuse that I was scared. And going back to that, for the officer to say I was scared, that's why I pulled my gun out, that's why I shot someone, Mm -hmm. and then him to go back to work, I'm sitting here, okay, I was scared in my neighborhood and I just shot that person walking in my driveway. I better, like, then I should get off, you know? Um, Not go to jail for shooting somebody because, oh, I was scared. Everybody could be out here shooting each other saying I was scared. I mean, here in Fort Wayne, we just had this situation where three black youth were shot down at a gas station. I don't know the story of the guy who came back and shot them, but I'm sitting here, okay, he's going to say he was scared. Mm-hmm. He's going to say I felt threatened or whatever. No, he was angry and he shot somebody. But that's the thing. If a cop can go do it, then why can't a civilian say, well, I was protecting my life? Right. Okay. Do you believe that if both sides admitted, if the drivers admit, hey, every time I get pulled over by a policeman, this scares me because I don't know what's going to happen. If a policeman was honest to say, hey, I'm working in an area where actually I am afraid. Fear is part of it. And admit that. Do you think that would help out at all to people? Okay. People calming down a little bit more when they deal with police. If they know the officer is truly afraid, by their actions, could they calm the situation if they're pulled over? And if an officer knows this person who I'm pulling over is truly afraid, by the way they interact with the driver could calm down the situation. Do you think that helps if both parties actually knew, hey, both sides are really afraid when these traffic stops happen? Yes, but going back to the movie, the driver did everything he could to make those officers feel comfortable. He had his hands on the steering wheel. He told the officer, I'm going to reach in my glove box for my insurance card. Mm -hmm. He did everything he could to de-escalate that heightened fear in the officers. So for me, if you're a police officer, you've been through the training and you still need to pull your gun out because you feel fear, you need a new job. (laughs) Okay. You Uh should not be... if. You're going to take a job that carries a gun. You need to be comfortable and confident that you don't need to use that gun in every situation. Okay. 
understand there's other levels of i mean he probably had a taser i don't know if not or there's other weapons that aren't deadly that he could have pulled out mm-hmm. like there's steps of escalation and i'm pretty sure whatever fear your level you're feeling is the type of weapon you're going to grab and if he he was feeling threatened for his life then if he took his gun out got you got you okay you did a little research prior to watching the movie, right? About the movie. Yes. Okay. For someone who has done no research and you tell them, hey, I want you to watch this movie. How do you explain that, hey, watch this movie because what? What do you tell them? Why do they need to watch it? I think whatever side you're on, Blue Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, which has been a huge thing right now, when you watch this, you will feel why both sides are shouting for our life matters. I still don't agree that blue lives matter is necessarily something that even needs to be um, a protest, but watching that movie helped me understand police are there under fire. And <laughs> they are. And the thing is with that, I can't, say whose fault that is in the movie i was going to get to that i mean you're already on it so go ahead and keep rolling (laughs) in the movie (laughs) the kids learning about the supreme court and statutes in school in the private school that his dad worked hard and moved him into the certain neighborhood and worked in the school to get him into to have a better education he starts learning the law he's telling his dad you have a right to fight back if if the officer is wrongfully arresting you. The dad says, not us. No, that's not for, that is not for us. That is for your white classmates who are sitting there learning their law, which brought me to the question, and why are we sending our minority students who don't get to follow those same rules, why are we sending them to the private school? Why are we sending them somewhere where they're learning something that well, then you got to go home and relearn it the proper way because, well, that law is not for you. You're not allowed to fight back, but, yeah, Johnny is. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to get to that part. How did that make you feel when you heard that in the movie, the dad tell his son that? I was sitting there waiting for him to tell him that because it took him a while. He just was sitting there. I'm like, are you going to let him know? No. And then I'm sitting there like he did not tell him enough. He didn't. He needed to show him some videos or something and say, no, this is not the law for us. I think he's sitting there like, I want my son to know how great he is. And yes, he does deserve the world. I mean, thinking about my kids, you don't want to tell your kid, well, you don't, you're not going to get treated as fairly as everyone else, because that's going to make them feel less than from the start. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been happening. We raise our families to know well you are a little bit less than because people aren't going to treat you the same you're going to have to work 10 times harder just to be in the spot that your classmate is in even though you did the same work you got the same grades and you graduated and got the same diploma hmm. okay all right i yeah I, uh, I was wondering how that would make you feel when you hear that do you think one day you're going to have to have that conversation Yes. Do you want to have that conversation? 
or better yet, do you feel it's going to be needed? It, I think it's going to be needed. I don't think things are going to change that quickly. And it's hard, I think, as a parent, because if you want your kids to know that they're going to be treated differently, then what do you do? Do you tell them just to let it happen? Or do you tell them, no, you stand up for yourself. And then now, oh, now your kid looks like a bully. <laughs> now your kid is disruptive in school. And I mean. Hmm. Okay. I, I hear what you're saying. And <laughs> I hear. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's tough. I think it's going to, it will have to be multiple conversations. It'll just have to be ongoing that every day it's how was school? How was whatever the sports you're in? And you didn't even touch on that, but <laughs> <laughs> there, there's just a lot in this movie that brought up uh, a lot of emotions and definitely thought provoking. Right. Now, do you think this movie was anti-police? No, not okay. at all. I think, if anything, it showed we're stuck. It just showed we're stuck. And when you say that, what does that mean? Two sides pushing against each other until, and I mean, this is my opinion, but until the one side, which is the blue side, realizes that they need to change the way they're doing things, it's going to just keep pushing back and forth. Hmm. Honestly, I think that's what has to happen. It ha there has to be this push and this almost collision to show we need something different. Right, right. So it is a good movie for anyone to see, not uh, saying, okay, I just want to back the blue. But even in the movie, there was a little bit of that. Even if you're someone who backs the blue, this movie will open your eyes a little bit. Yeah. So even if you're someone saying, well, I'm Black Lives Matter and I don't like police or I'm anti-police, you will still get your eyes open a little bit. Yes. I think you have to watch it with an open mind because you can definitely just choose your side and complain about what the other side was saying the whole time. But hmm. I think the movie did a great job having you have that compassion and that heart for both sides. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's that's what I couldn't, I just cannot believe it was made so well to make that happen. And as I'm watching it, and you correct me if I'm wrong, it was almost as if it was actually happening. There was no script, and these people were just told to talk. Right. And they were just giving their feelings. I, I'm thinking, how could someone actually write that as a script? Right. And, and have every feeling in there, every side, every opinion in there. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said, you you know, I thought I found myself being one of the pe people in the movie because I had their opinion. I had their thoughts as they were talking. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, American Skin, I didn't look research anything about it. I just went ahead and watched it, and I came out with more twists and turns, and it was like riding a roller coaster <laughs> of emotions throughout the whole movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, the ending, the... Mm -hmm. The ending was rough, I'm telling you, uh, but it was good. Um, yeah. There was one part, and I mean, I'm going to hit on this. <laughs> there was one part with the media at the very end that you brought up to me that I guess mm -hmm. I overlooked. Uh, go ahead and talk about that. Oh, yeah, that made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> because the thing is, the movie ended, and you were, I was crying, I was upset, and then the media pops up, and I was like, this is what they do. They portray what they want. And they portrayed the father as, instead of just saying he was a father who just lost his son, oh, mental health. 
a man with mental health concerns. Oh, he came back from the war and was never the same. None of those things had anything to do with the fact that his son was murdered mm-hmm. by a police officer. And they did it. They did that in like 30 seconds. 30 seconds of, oh, yeah, this guy, he was crazy. And now he, oh, police took him out. He's fine. And then jump immediately into this happy oh oh let's talk about basketball oh yeah let's talk about basketball and let's talk about this six nine black male and talk about how entertaining and great he is to watch on tv oh (laughs) no you can't talk about one person who looks just like that and treat them like they're nothing and then be like but we're gonna talk about this person who got lucky that he didn't get shot by the police and let's praise him and have him on our TVs and whatever. No, and that's where I come back to this whole stop. Just stop being entertainment for people. Stop doing it. Stop coming out here, dance monkey, dance monkey. I mean, that's a song, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, I know it. you make money off of it or you're mm. getting paid. Start putting, I don't know, unless you're working for someone whose eyes are open and I don't know, it's frustrating to see you take the qualities that you want out of black people and make them your own to own and to say what is good and what is bad out of it. Hmm. And that goes all the way down to hairstyles, clothing, everything. You, The way you would talk about a female who black who's wearing a certain type of clothing and then now all of a sudden oh look at this model and well she's white wearing the exact same thing because of the body style whatever hairstyles all that you're taking what you want from a culture and making it your own but then talking bad about it when black people do it hmm. and that was at the end of that movie it just made me mad and i couldn't even believe that was the end of the movie because I was like, wow, this yeah. is exactly, and it was, what, like one minute? Yeah, it's barely even that. It was just enough to get you. Yeah, to be like, wait, no. <laughs> and then they ended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they ended the movie. Yeah. yeah, and even thinking about going back to the middle of the movie, they had the trial going mm-hmm. on. They actually went and deliberated in a room, and when they're talking, it was like, this sounds. This is why I need to get off Facebook. This sounds like a Facebook comment section yeah. on on all these topics. Like, well, he needs to go. He's got family too. He's got kids. Oh, if he would have just did what he was told, he wouldn't have been shot. And why was he in that neighborhood anyway? Yeah. <laughs> and then you got to decide that doesn't. It doesn't matter. The mm-hmm. son and his dad. Well, they wanted to go home too. Yeah. It. Uh, well, I tell you what. It. it it was a good uh, recommendation by you for me to watch, and it was a great movie. And to me, it didn't even feel like a movie. It just felt like something was right there happening in front of me, and I was getting to watch it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it unfolded. It touched on just about every feeling, emotion, opinion that you could even think of. Mm-hmm. So you cannot say it wasn't covered in this movie. Right. You can't even say it was one-sided or another. Mm-hmm. It was just right down the middle. And uh, they, they did a really good job of it. Um, again, it's American Skin, and uh, the challenge is still out there for people to, to watch it and talk about it. And actually, I know there's even more feelings and emotions now that you even talked about it with me for really the first time. This is the first time you and I have actually talked about the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, we could probably 
do another whole half hour of a podcast still talking think about, about more parts of that movie though. <laughs> so, but we're going to challenge anyone else who wants to uh, give us a call hit us with an email and say i'd like to talk about it and give my opinions and and uh, we would love to hear from uh, everybody i mean because i want to hear I, if you're all backing the blue which is fine and we do if you're all uh some one that wants to uh, back back black lives matter and and there are and they're out there say call it an email it doesn't matter we still want to hear it ashley thank you very much for agreeing to do this today i really appreciate it and taking out of your day one thing <laughs> okay if, if you research the movie and this was strange to me too they got low scoring stars or whatever it's called mm-hmm. by the critics. Okay. And all they talked about how terribly it was put together and the mm. cameras are moving and this and that. And it looks like some college student made a video. And that right there goes back to the media for me. Like, do you not want people to watch this? Because if you watch it, you're going to see we are in this boat together and we are rowing against each other. Mm. Just to see that because anyone who watched it I saw has the same opinion I do, which is giving it all five stars yeah. and saying how incredibly put together it was. Right. So. Yeah, I. I and then think they want to talk about the director and his life and all this stuff. Right. We don't need to know all that. Right. Just watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, I think the critics actually gave it low ratings but everyone that's watched it has given it all like mm-hmm. five stars everyone that's yep. watched it so that's why you just don't trust the critics right. <laughs> that's how yeah. that works on that one <laughs> yeah. all right again thank you ashley i really appreciate it and folks i'm again putting a challenge out there to you uh it is a great movie it will cost you six dollars and something to watch it and um and you've paid for movies before and it's not going to hurt you and uh then then uh look into your own heart and decide to give me an email and I'll reach out to you, and we'll try yeah, getting your opinion on the air. Thanks, Ashley, and enjoy the rest of your day. And, folks, we really appreciate you tuning in to Police Pod Talk, and we'll catch you again next week. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Remember, you can always go to policepodtalk at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook at Cleveland Junior or Police Pod Talk. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.